friends. Welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Friends Podcast. My name is Liv. We are not joined by Jess today. Jess still has tonsillitis. Um, if you know any sponsorships, let us know so that we can afford to send Jess to a doctor who can actually take care of her because they just have not been helping. ZocDoc, sponsor us. So yeah, Jess is out. So it'll actually just be me today. And we're going to have some fun, okay? Because it's free reign for me. You get to hear my deepest, darkest inner thoughts. Are you ready? Probably not. There's probably a couple people that are like, this is what I have been waiting for. I know at least one person that let me know when I told them that I was starting this. I'm sorry if you're hearing my breathing. Um, Who told me when I was starting this that they were excited to hear the deep, dark crevices of my mind. And I was like, oh my God, thanks. I'm not going to get like deep, dark and twisty all the time. Like instead, we're just going to like have, have fancy doodles, you know, it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, so a couple of things I want to talk about. One, got my photos taken. They were so much fun and I'm really excited to get them back. Jess and I are going to do like a reaction episode. I'm not going to show you guys all of these pictures because they're personal, but we will definitely have an episode where Jess reacts to them because she has not seen them. I have not seen them. I'm still waiting on them. Um, but actually like having the photos on was super cool. And we'll talk about it later, but did do that. It definitely pushed me outside my comfort zone and we'll do an episode on like, like body changes, which like sounds weird and gross. And I don't say that in like a, like gross fifth grade, like your body is changing, but like you go through puberty every what, 10 years. Like, hey, it's time for second puberty, honestly. And so like, why do I still compare my body to how it looked when it was, when I was 16 years old and I was taking ADHD medication and I had a raging eating disorder? Like, that's not what my body looks like. It just isn't. That's not what a healthy 20 something year old woman's body should look like. So I need to stop comparing it to that because that's not real. It's bullshit. I'm not a child and I'm sorry if you want me to look like one, you can fuck off. Anywho, um, so I kind of touched on like, books that I was like really into last week. And I figured I would go through my list. This is my 2012. Um, this, this was my baby. This, this is an iPad that's over 10 years old that the only app on it still is the Kindle app. And every so often I'll gift myself Kindle unlimited and I will read a bunch of books. And this year I was a dedicated woman. I was dedicated to not keeping my phone in my bedroom and I was going to read. So I had this iPad. I only have, like, they don't make the chargers for this. This is when they had the like fat wide, not fat. They're like, just like so long that like OG Apple charger, you know, the one I only have one cord like that. I won't buy any new ones. I don't even think they make them anymore, but that's what I use to charge this bad boy. And it doesn't always work. I literally have to like do that with it. It, it. When I say that, I mean like, you know, like adjust it and like massage the cord to like straighten it out and get the wires to work and like pray. So I have kept a note, like I have a notes app on here that I like have kept a record of the titles and I like tried to kind of review them on here so that I could like recommend them to my friends. And I wasn't it. And in like four months, I read one, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. I read 29 books in four months. They weren't always long, 
but it was booked, you know, it counts. And that's not including ones that I like got halfway through and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And I stopped. Um, currently I got a library card. If you don't have a library card, get on that shit. It's free. Like you literally just have to go to your local library, be like, I live here. And they're like, cool. Can you show me a piece of mail? And you're like, yeah, here's a piece of mail with my name on it. And they're like, congratulations. You're a member of this library. And then you have access to their audiobooks and their digital like book collection. So I got to finish listening to A Court of Thorns and Roses through that. Now I read the first three. So let's start there. A Court of Thorns and Roses. I love how Sarah J. Mass writes female characters because they have depth. And that's something that I think a lot of like romance novels, like obviously we want her to get laid. Like obviously I'm reading this because like I want there to be some spice. However, I have books on here that I just was like, I hate this character. Like this isn't a strong woman who like I can, like, I want to feel like I relate to them. I want to feel like I can connect with them on something. And if they're, like, just here to to find the person, I'm not a fan. Like, I literally, I have, like, gaps in here that I erased because I was just, like, that's not even a book that I want to talk about. I don't want to give that airtime at all. Um, but I didn't know what I was getting into with Kindle Unlimited. Like, straight up book talk, like, would like recommend a book and I'd look it up and I'd be like, sure. And then I'd read it and I'd be like, holy fuck. Like what the fuck? The fuck? Okay. Some of the shit you bitches be into is crazy. And like, no, no shame. More power to you. Good for you. Good. You, you go bitch. Okay. I'm just saying it, it, it jump scared me. Okay. Some of these Mafia men, crazy, hunky, chunky, bunky boys. Sometimes they're a little scary. And I'm allowed to say that. Maybe I read the wrong ones. I don't know. Comment below. Anyways. So A Court of Thorns and Roses. I just finished A Court of Silver Flame this morning. It was fucking so good. And I'm really excited for this last book to come out because I know it's Elaine's book. And I'm I'm curious because I feel like Elaine is just like, la 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 like floating around and i'm sorry if this is an unpopular opinion but like it's good let's address the uh the fairy porn in the room i would say elephant but let's be real here so i feel like a court of thorns and roses gets that whole series gets this like bad rep that it's like fairy porn only and there's more to it okay there is much more to it and i don't think it's fair to like put it into this category of like it's just sex like it's not. And if it was like, I feel like Sarah J. Mass would be able to write it in a way that would be like really tasteful and really pleasant. But what I think I really like about it is that there's more, there's fucking depth. Like I'm reading this and I'm going, okay, these people have like more to them. This is a character. Like there's so much buildup. There's so much of that. Like, like, I know that that was just a sound, but like the deep breath before of like holding your breath and like a little bit of excitement and like, is it going to happen? I don't know. And that anticipation that like feels good. Like, let's take a minute. Let's, let's talk about it. Anticipation feels good. Okay. It's excitement. There's with anticipation, it goes, you know, like anticipation, you have excitement. That's good anticipation and what's going to happen. I can't wait to see, but the same thing can be anxiety. 
oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I can't wait to see. But the tone of it is different. And you guess what? You get to choose the tone. Life lesson for you. You get to choose the tone. If that voice inside of your head, if the body is feeling away and your immediate response is to go, this is anxiety. Cool. It, it probably is. But you can also look at that and it's probably going to feel the same way if it's excitement. And where is the difference happening? And ye old thinker, like to, like to quote uh, Brene Brown for that. I'm not going to reference, reference. I'd like to reference Brene Brown for that. Um, Atlas of the Heart, highly recommend. I'm reading it right now. I'm listening to it. I'm, I'm not really reading right now. I'm listening, but I fucking love Brene Brown. Okay. Start listening to Brene Brown. Healing girl era, Brene Brown. Back to spicy girl era. So A Court of Thorns and Roses, big fan. Not as much licking and sucking and fucking as Brittany Broski would say. Um, like it's, it's not the whole thing, but it's there. And now we're going to go into books that I would recommend. So I started with a book called The Fiction Between Us. And it's like very, very like sweet, gentle. And it was honestly, it was just like such a fun read. And the whole book is built up. Like the very end of it that like get together. But it is like this girl and her childhood crush. And they work at a theme park where she has worked as the princess character in this theme park since she was like 16 years old. And she's like getting close to 30. She's like 28, 29 and the guy who she's you know he's like been in the friend group whatever I think he's like the brother of somebody's one of her friends um he like comes back into town from wherever and gets a job as security at the park and falls on stage during a performance and there's like a male character that they had that they retired and people were like oh shit like they brought back him that's dope the princess and the prince are like back together and she was like oh no 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 and so it's like a little bit enemies to lovers and it just like it's very reminiscent of like a young adult fiction like it, it just it's very pleasant and fun and like let's be real here when you're a kid and you see the princesses at Disney World, and you see them dancing with the guy dressed up as the prince, you're like, obviously they're together. Like, duh. And then to get to like actually read that, it's fun. Okay. It was fun. It was gentle. And it was just really pleasant. And I enjoyed it. Don't ask me who the author was. I don't remember it. But that book was The Fiction Between Us. And then I took a TikTok wreck. And this is when I had to take a minute and go, are you bitches okay? Okay. The recommendation is called the Stanton box set. It is four books in one. Now you can read them all individually and it's like all different ones. But I was like, this one's easier because I can just like keep flipping the page and I don't have to keep downloading. It opens with like a flashback of the main girl and guy, like 17 and 18 years old, 16 and 18 years old. I think they were having sex in a tent on a like camping trip. Right. And you're like, okay, like I'm reading it. And I was like, is this like a school trip? You're like, what's going on? Like, you don't, you don't get it. At the end of the first chapter, we find out that they're cousins. I pause for effect. Now, I immediately, I literally, I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking not joking with you. I immediately turned off my iPad and I was like, I'm going to bed. I can't deal with this. I feel like I need to read more because, like, what the fuck do you mean we're in chapter one and you have four 
more books? I'm sorry. I know that this is America. And I know that we have a lot of states that have a reputation of like incest, but incest is not cool. Okay. Incest is disgusting. All right. Let's not sexualize that. That's disgusting. It's weird. Okay. It's gross. We're not doing that shit here. So I had to put it away. And I, I literally, I had to start a different book. Okay. I just started a different fucking book and I had to go back to it. I had to Google I had to Google this fucking book because I was like, I cannot keep reading this if they are cousins. I'm sorry, but I cannot do it. They are not cousins. You find out at the end of the first book, they're not cousins. But he doesn't find out that they're not cousins until the end of like the third book. Okay. So that's three fucking books of them licking, sucking, and fucking doing all kinds of crazy shit. Okay. Like there were moments in there that like, I had to like put it down and be like, like logistically, how does that work? Like, I didn't, I didn't understand. Okay. And it was like to each their own. Okay. To each their own. Like, don't get me wrong. It was very hot. It was very spicy. Okay. But like some of it had me scratching my head going, what what do you mean by that? What do you you mean by that? Okay. Is that a, is that a salt? Or is that not? What really fucks me up is that like, they, they come back together as, adults and also the tiktok that got my interest this look me in the eyes dear book talk girly who made the recommendation on this book you said her childhood crush shows up as an adult with her name tattooed on him and she realizes she's got it like their their story isn't over and I was like oh I'm intrigued I'm intrigued you didn't tell me he was her cousin no 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 I contact you didn't tell me he was her cousin no they're not they're not okay the mother had an affair his his mom had an affair so he's not her cousin like they were his father her father were brothers whatever it's fucked it's weird okay it was weird and they were just banging non-stop they they reconnected as adults at a family fucking wedding and are like all up on each other you are grinding all over your cousin like she didn't realize he wasn't her cousin yet so she was just like fuck it i'm gonna have a couple drinks i'm gonna be like throw this ass back like here's the cheap venison don't fucking do that shit so i feel like it needs to come with a disclaimer okay Uh, the the stanton books They're not actually cousins, but you're going to feel dirty the entire time you read it while you're like, they don't know. They don't know. And they're still going, but he's very rich. Um, that, that seems to be a common theme here is like, these men are always so rich, so sexy. Next book, a false start. Now I think this is the LC silver's book i gotta double check it because this one also if i am correct it is okay so a false start it's number four in the gold rush ranch books okay um small town brother's best friend that whole situation okay so cute he is a professional hockey player Like he was like the poor boy from the small town and she was like the rich cousin because it was, it wasn't like a brother's best friend. It was actually like the cousin's friend. 
And he was like the poor kid from their small town. And she would spend the summers there and always had a crush on him. And then it starts with her at like her engagement party. And it, and he's like, it's the first time I've seen her since things went horribly. And like, they never confessed their love for each other. And they're both holding back and she's engaged to somebody else. And she calls him and is like, I can't do it. And she, she's a runaway bride. Oh, love. Okay. She's a runaway bride. They go back to the ranch where they grew up at, right? <gasps> oh, what's going to happen? He gets told that he has to take a break from the hockey because like he's getting in too many fights on the ice and like he can't. And so they have like two weeks where they're back. They're working at the ranch. They're healing. They have a, they're like the cousin that conjoins them together is missing in Iraq. And they're like, oh, we're sad. But she won't take off the engagement ring because she feels bad. He bangs her and she goes to take it off. And he's like, no, 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 you're going to, you're going to keep that on because you're going to remember who you, who you want here. You can look at that and think about that bitch boy and know he ain't the one you want. And then you can take that shit off. But this one also has a tattoo of her. Like, okay. Like, oh, oh. you know, the trope. You know, where they're like, oh, it's been so long and we're not into each other. And he's so not into me. They almost get into a car accident. She has to like hop over and like hops on his lap to be like, we're safe. I'm okay. Because he's like frozen in fear. Because it's like black eyes. And I'm like, I've, I get it. I've gotten to an accident. Like, it's, it's, I, I get it. I fucking get it. I'm not the best driver. But I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty good driver. But like, I wasn't used to ice. Okay. Did you know bridges freeze first? Because I fucking didn't. Okay. My insurance company, I want to let you know, I'm I'm smarter now, okay? I'm from Florida. I wasn't aware. Anyways, so they go. They, they got to bring a trailer of something from one farm to another. Uh-oh, looks like we got to spend the night and the hotel only has one bed. Dun-dun. But they don't share a bed, they get a cot. And she's like, fuck you, I'm going to sleep on the cot. Mm, but she does. But then he picks up her little cot setup and sets it on the bed and was like, you're going to sleep in the fucking bed like an adult. Like, get over yourself. Oh, sexy. But then he, like, takes a shower and he, like, comes out of the shower and she's a ballerina. Like, of course. She's like, the rich girl who grows up to be a professional ballerina. And, like, her whole story arc is that she's like, well, I gotta go back because I'm in the nutcracker. Give me some depth. Sarah J. Mass. Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking ate this shit up. I loved this book, but she could add a little more depth. Okay. Make these women more fucking meaningful. Okay. Like, why are they like, they, like all of these, these are women written by women. Why do they feel like an, an accessory sometimes? And we'll get into ones that like, don't feel like an accessory, but this one, she kind of felt like an accessory. Elsie Silvers, please. Like, I want to relate to these women. I want to be able to see something in myself in these women. And you know what? That's not inclusive of me because I guarantee you that there's a woman out there who read that and looked at this woman and goes, oh my God, that's exactly my life and good for her. And that is fucked up of me to be like, I'm not like that. So fix it. No, fuck it. Okay. Thank you. I take that back. Elsie Silvers, thank you for writing a perspective that is different than mine because there are people out there that have that and pop off to them. Good for them. Back to the story. He has a tattoo of like her first debut ballet, a picture of her like ballerina tutu on his like ribs. 
And she sees it and she's like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, when I dropped you off in the big city and, and I set you up in your big room, your father came to me and told me that I was a poor nobody and I needed to leave you alone. And that's why I left you there. That's why I ghosted you because your dad told me that he would like never let us happen. And so I left and I was so angry that I went out and I, I got a ticket to your show. You wanted me to see you and I didn't show up, but I got nosebleeds and I watched you and you were beautiful. And I have loved you since the moment I met you when we were 12 and I got you tattooed on my body and you're like, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. So that was good. And then he beats up the like rich shitbag guy that she was supposed to get married to. It's hot when that happens. Nothing is sexier than a man that stands up for his woman. Like, honestly, or like, like the protector. We all want a fucking protector. Like not everybody. I take that back. Not everybody. I want a protector. I want someone who I never have a doubt that my back is had, that I am completely protected in every single way. I don't think that's too much to ask for. I want to know that I have my back covered. I want to know that physically I'm protected, spiritually I'm protected, mentally I'm protected, that I have someone that is making a conscious effort to be mindful of my needs and is like, maintaining like is just being respectful of them it's protecting them it's like her happiness is fucking important to me and i'm gonna go out of my way to do that her well-being is important to me and i'm gonna go out of my way to take care of that because i do that for my partners unless i don't feel like that's happening for me like it's reciprocal or unless i am struggling so hard like relationships are not 100 100 relationships are 50 50 at best okay if i'm giving you 100 i'm giving myself nothing And if we are 50-50, one of my best friends, her mom has had this conversation with me of, you need to be in the type of relationship where you can wake up and you can go to your partner and you can say, today I'm at a 70. Where are you at? Well, that's great. I'm at a 25. Can you be at a 75? I'm struggling. I need you to help me. Gotcha. I got it. Because then we could have a day where we both go, hey, I'm 50. I'm 52. Great. We can get the bare minimum done. We could have a day where we're both 100-100 amazing amazing we can both be like so into it but that is not all of the time and if you can't have someone where you can look at them and you can go i only have five percent today i'm struggling and i'm hurting and i only have five percent can you spot me the rest if you have someone that goes no sorry figure it out that's not your person and if you have someone that goes best i can do is a 75 then we both need to be able to sit down and go okay So we're not going to be a hundred percent and it's going to be really fucking hard, but can we still continue to work together and to be nice and to make it until we can reach a hundred percent together? Because if you can't do that, it's not going to work. And I feel like that's a theme that I've noticed in these books that like when one of them struggles, the other one goes, Hey, 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 it's okay. I can, I can take, I can hold the weight for a little bit, but I cannot hold it forever. Do not ever fucking get used to me holding all of the weight. Because the minute you feel better, you need to go, okay, I'm better. All right, let's back and forth. You know, being able to have that conversation every single day, that's what's going to help you get there. Okay, enough of that. Moving on. So the next book is A Touch of Darkness. This is, I'm a fucking sucker, okay, for anything that has a little like Greek mythology twist to it. Um, In high school and middle school, there was a book series called the goddess test i think it was and basically it's like persephone never loved hades and so they ended the relationship and she 
got to live in the underworld with her lover for the rest of eternity and Hades was by himself. And so Demeter, who is the goddess of like summer, I think she's Persephone's mom, the goddess Demeter, who is the mother of the goddess Persephone's Persephone's Persephone, Jesus, sorry guys. Um, she has another daughter and this other daughter, she has this other daughter specifically to marry Hades when the time is right. And that Hades has this like deal with all the other gods that he has to take a wife by a certain time to like continue ruling the underworld because it's just like too much by himself, whatever. And so this girl does it and she has to go through all of these tests and like she fell in love with him, whatever. And I fucking loved those books. Like I even reread them during quarantine and I was like, God, these were good. Like they were so good. And it was like, it turns into one of those, like he would burn down the world for her romances, you know, but it was like young adult. So it was like, it, like they weren't like, and sucking them fucking, like it was very PG. It was like the most nondescriptive, like they had sex, but it was just like, they embraced and it was beautiful. But A Touch of Darkness is a Hades and Persephone story. And it's reimagined in this like newer gods live with, live amongst the humans. And there's different like levels of like mythological fae. And it just, it was really good. I really enjoyed it because it felt really modern. It felt really fun. It felt really like, it kind of reminded me like the 2000s of like they own clubs and they own bars and like the way that they were described was like, oh God, when I was a kid and I thought about going clubbing as an adult, because what little girl in the 2000s did not dream of going clubbing like Paris Hilton? If you're out there, let me know. Cause I fucking did. I was like, oh my God, like that's going to be so much fun to like go to these places and dance and like, like it just, it's, it was so fun. Um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, she makes a deal with Hades and she has like six months to grow life in the underworld or like bring life to the underworld. And, you know, the fates obviously are like, they'll be married. Um, and Demeter, her mother has kept her hidden. So the world doesn't know that she's the most, like she's the newest goddess and she's been alive for however long, but the world doesn't know about her. They haven't had a new goddess in years and she's been hiding it. And like, it's really good. I just actually audio booked the second one, which was pretty solid, but they are like kind of on the rocks when it ends, which I didn't love, but you know, it's fine. There's a third book, but there is one spicy scene that like, I still remember. Cause that's one thing is like a lot of these, they all just kind of like blend together. Cause it's like, how variant can you get? And that's why I think some of these I'm like, holy fuck, what, like, what the fuck? Because I read them and I'm like, that's not like regular schmegular degular sex. And these books are like trying so hard to be so spicy and like memorable that it's like kind of far from what you would imagine. And I'm sorry that I'm so out of breath. I know I'm taking a lot of breaths. Usually I'm talking to somebody else. So I have the time to like move away. Literally, I will put this on the reel to follow the Instagram. And if you see me on TikTok, I post it there. This is what I look like when I'm 
having a back and forth with someone that I'm interviewing, when I need to take a breath, I literally go like this. And then I come back. I can't do that when it's just me. I could, but editing would be a nightmare. Okay. It already takes me enough time to edit and I'm not editing the fucking books on here. Okay. My editing skills are decent. I keep hitting this. I'm sorry. My editing, my editing skills are decent and I get tired. So anything, but the one spicy scene in this book that I still remember was them in the back of a limo and it wasn't like full-blown banging. Maybe it was. I just only remember there was like a little, a little blowy that happened in the back of a limo. Cause she like had like a really good day or something. He like was like very emotionally supportive or something. And she was just like, God, that's hot. And I was like, that is the most relatable. And I might be not remembering it right. I read this book in January. Okay. It's fucking August. But the way I remember it is that she was like going through some shit. He was very supportive. He was emotionally present. He was there for her. And she was like, pull your pants down. Like get, whip it out. I'm, I'm here to, like, it suck. Um, so pop off to her. If you are my family, I hope you stopped listening by now. Anyways, next ones. Ooh, this was a series that I read. And I, I didn't read them back to back because they were aggressive. Now, they did... They did have a warning at the front, which I appreciated, but the books, the names are greed, lust, and envy. And like, they have different like fruit on the cover. I don't know. It's this girl who is the heiress to a vineyard and winery in Portugal. And her father on his deathbed makes a deal with her childhood crush who is also an heir to a vineyard of his own that like you can have my daughter and you can have the grapes but you have to take care of my daughter and he's like okay like sure obviously like alliance marriages happen like it's whatever and like in it you find out like he's like very mob bossy where he's like killing people and like has a lot of power a lot of money a lot of control and it just like is really intense and at the end of the first book you find out that like trigger warning we're gonna talk about it she was raped um she was assaulted by his cousin and his uncle um and his uncle killed her mother in front of her when she was a child and then could not complete the assault on her and forced his son, the guy's nephew or the guy's cousin um, to assault her when she was like 12 years old. And it resulted in her getting pregnant and giving birth to a child that their housekeeper raised as her own child. And so after the girl's father dies, she flees to, she, and uh, the housekeeper and the housekeeper's daughter, air quotes, um, flee to the United States. And they like go, she goes back to Portugal because 
she has to like sell the vineyard, whatever, to like keep them alive. And she struggles in America. She's cleaning houses. Like they're working really hard to like give this little girl a life. And at the end of the first book, the housekeeper dies and is killed by the guy's cousin, um, that whole operation. Cause they like find out where she is. Cause she changes her identity and she like has to admit to him that like, no, we have to go get this little girl. And he's like, why she'll go in the foster care system. Like, I don't get, I don't know why you care about her so much. And she was like, she's my daughter. Like you have to. And he's like, excuse me. Um, and then it's like, he's like, he kills his uncle and his cousin for her. Um, and it just like, it's just nonstop back and forth. And that's something that like reading it, I have a note over here where it was like, this is the most unhealthy relationship because it is just constantly like they're throwing shit at each other and they're like beating the fuck out of each other. And then they're like, this is hot. We should, we should have sex. And I'm like, that's not like, my problem is I'm like, okay, well now I know I want to know how it ends, but like, I hated the story. I hated the like toxicity of it. Let's stop glorifying toxic, unhealthy relationships. Sorry. They're not healthy. They're not good. Like stop romanticizing Carrie and Big. Stop romanticizing people that manipulate and abuse and gaslight and belittle you. That's not hot. Anyways, um, The Betrothed, it's a young adult. It's written by the same woman who wrote The Selection. I read all of The Selection books. I fucking love them. I was not impressed by The Betrothed. I wasn't. I'm sorry. The entire Twisted series, Twisted Love, Twisted Games, Twisted Hate, Twisted Lies. Read them in order. This was a recommendation to me from my girlfriend, Sarah. She was reading Twisted Lies, I think. Um, And she was like, you would love this book. And I found out it was a series and I was like, I will read all of them. Twisted Hate was not my favorite. Twisted Hate was my least favorite of it. It was an enemies to lovers, like my best friend's brother. And I was like, I don't love it. But what I really liked about it is that all four books, they're four girls who were best friends in college. And like the first one, it's the girl's brother's best friend. So she's sleeping with her brother's best friend. And then the other one, the second book is this girl fucks her bodyguard. Sexy. Um, Twisted Hate is the first girl's brother and her best friend. And then Twisted Lies. Maybe Twisted Lies is the is the bodyguard? No, that's not the bodyguard. It's Twisted Lies. Oh, they're fake dating. Yeah, they're fake dating for like publicity or whatever. And then they fall in love. I really enjoyed it. I really, really loved the ending because the ending was like, they all were happily together in the future. Um, I highly recommend it. It just, it was really fun. Like, yes, there was spiciness, but it was like all of these women had a friendship that was so commendable and so special. And like, that was such a pillar for it was, it was like, yeah, they've got like the guys, but like the consistent here is that all of these girls are in the same friend group. If one of them is having a problem, they go to the other girlfriend and they're like, what do I do? And they're like, listen, I don't fucking know, but here's what happened when something similar happened with my relationship. And it's relatable. Like that's how it is in real life. And I really liked that. I felt like I was like looking in on it. I don't know. Like I I felt like I could relate. And I think that's important. Um, Thrive. Don't remember it. Faking Miss Right. Um, It was a hockey book. It was pretty good. The hockey ones, like there's so many hockey books. It was pretty good. Um, Powerless. It was pretty good. I think it was, I want to say it was similar to a false start. I don't know. It. I don't really remember it. They kind of blend together at this point. 
um, Savage Prince. I'm pretty sure that was a mafia one. Stolen Crown. Also, I think it was a mafia one. I'm not really into the whole mafia thing. Like the whole like killing people. Like I, I don't want to read about that. I'm sorry. It's midnight and I'm trying to go to bed and I just want like a sweet little like romance. I don't think that's too much to ask. Then I read this this other book set. It like is like a bunch of books. It was like 10 books in this series, but it's like the first three are a series and then the second three are a series and it follows different people and you're introduced to the people in all of the books. But like, so it's wife, husband, and lover. The premise of it is that like at the beginning, the male main character is told by a fortune teller that he's going to fall in love with a woman and she will never like want him the way that he wants her. She'll never love him as much. And he meets this girl whose father, he's in the mafia, uh, you know, obviously. Um, and her father runs a hotel that is a cover for mafia meeting grounds and covers for mafia killings and stuff like that. And she wants to take over the family business, but she doesn't know what the family business is. So before the father dies, he makes an arrangement with no, the father dies, the mother like kind of makes an arrangement with this guy and is like, I need someone, I need my daughter to be married and I need her to be married to somebody who can take care of her and who can help her run this business because she doesn't know what it is. And he's like fucking sold. She's hot as shit. Because um, they like kind of hooked up. And she, he was like, marry me. And she was like, oh, I'm not into that. I'm like, her parents were an arranged marriage and were loveless. And so she was like, I, I, I'm never going to get married. They end up getting married. She falls in love with him and then he doesn't love her. And it's like a constant back and forth and it does end happily ever after, but it's like, he has to break his generational curses in order for her to love, in order for her to fall in love with him. He has to like heal his generational curses with his father. He does that. And then something happens and he falls out of love with her. And then it's just like, it's the back and forth. And like, I don't love the back and forth, but I appreciated that both of them I appreciated the sense where it was able to like identify the like, sometimes you have to fucking sacrifice. And if you really love this person, like you're willing to put in the hard work and you're willing to sacrifice. And I also appreciated that at some point you have to choose yourself because at some point she does choose herself and she walks away and she's like, I will never stop loving you. And when you are ready to not treat me like a piece of fucking shit, let me know. But I'm not going to sit here and continue to take this treatment from you. And she walks away and I'm like, fucking good for her. Sorry. The last one of that was committed. I didn't include that. The Zodiac Academy though. Um, my sister recommended it. She was like, you would love these books. There's like 10 of them. There's, I think there's going to be 12 because they do like all the different Zodiacs. Um, I read one, two, three, and four. Okay. And I really loved the first three. It was so good. I couldn't put it down. I was having so much fun reading it. It was reminding me of like, the books that I enjoyed reading as like a kid and a teenager and they were fun and they were exciting. And it was like, oh, will they, won't they, will they, won't they? And then book four, one of the girls made a decision that I just like, I didn't, I like was like, I can't do this. Like she's so stubborn and I don't want to read this book anymore. I literally, have you ever opened a book, read the main character and gone, I can't read this because I wouldn't like this person. I don't like the person that this is. That's what happened. 
I just, I, I couldn't do it. Um, so I stopped, but the first four books were really good. If anybody out there wants to read them and finish them and tell me that I'm wrong, tell me that I'm wrong. And I will try to pick it back up. But I thought Tori was fucking stupid for making the decision that she made in book four. And I think she did it out of spite and out of hate. And like, I couldn't imagine making that decision. Um, and I think Orion is an idiot too. Um, and then I read right man, right time, a hockey book. It was great. It was sexy. It was hot. It was probably the healthiest romance that I read. Um, and I enjoyed it. So thank you for joining my book review. Um, next week we might talk some Bama Rush. For those of you who don't know, I went through Bama Rush in, uh, 2018 and it was nothing like it is today. Like genuinely, I see some of these girls on TikTok and I think I would simply pass away um, if I was standing next to them. Like I already had enough panic attacks and like insecurity in 2018. And now I'm like watching the TikToks where they're like, this is how much money this girl's outfit was. And it was like $7,000. And I was like, no, nope. That was not me. And I would have been so intimidated and I would have felt like so not belonging um, there. Because I would have been like, well, obviously they're going to choose her. And it was my own insecurity. And I own that. Um, I was really insecure at the time. What 18-year-old girl wasn't? Um, But there is one girl on TikTok that I do want to shout out. I am following her journey um, in Bama Rush because I feel like she's so fucking relatable. I think her name was Morgan. She makes me laugh so hard because she like came home from a day. And they, they do it different than they did when I was in school there, but she like came home. I think her name is Morgan. And she's like, I fucking, I would kill myself if I had to go to all 12 houses. Are you fucking kidding me? That would suck. Where's my orange juice? She pulls a jug of orange juice out, just drinks it straight out of the container. And I was like, that was me. I want to like hug this girl and be like, thank God. Like this is a normal girl. And I love her. Uh, There's also a girl, I think her name is Bella, who like is so soft-spoken, so sweet. She reminds me of my girlfriend, Reagan. And she's like, and I'm like, I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you. Um, So come back next week. We're going to talk Bama Rush. Pray for Jessie. I want her to not have tonsillitis. I want her to be better. I think you guys want her to be better too. Because otherwise you just have to listen to me talk about my shit. Okay. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to like it. But like the podcast itself, like give us a like wherever you're listening. Um, We are now on all platforms except for Apple Music. I'm working on it, okay? Did you know you have to pay to put your shit on Apple Music? It's not free, okay? Give me a minute, all right? We're not sponsored yet, okay? You want to know who the sponsor is? Me, okay? I'd like to thank myself for sponsoring this episode. It's a labor of love. But yeah, so thank you for listening. My name's Liv. Um, You can follow us at Long D Friends Pod on Instagram. Please give us a follow. Give us a like um fill out our am i the asshole form so we can read your am i the assholes and i can tell you if you're an asshole or not email us at longdfriendspod at gmail.com and listen to us like us wherever you're listening thank you i'm not gonna be a jared freed and yell at you but like we appreciate it thank you for listening we'll see you next week have a good night or day whatever you listen to it's midnight for me so good night